and welcome to the Magical Holistic Healing Arts. I'm Lynn Hicks. I'm Erica Hicks. And we're a mother-daughter duo that curiously investigates the healing and expressive arts in a way to take care of our own health and beauty. As always, we're proud distributors of Kangen Water, the life-changing elixir to our lives. And if you want to upgrade your health, upgrade your home and sustainability, and help the planet beat plastics, check the link below and join our water revolution. On today's episode, we have Brigitte Mars, who is an herbalist, an author, and she is a light worker for sure, spreading the message about the earth, the flowers, the plants, and how it's so simple and easy to really heal ourselves because we are part of nature. Yeah, and it was very, she had so many facets. We didn't even talk much because she had such wisdom, some great ways to take care of your body using some food medicine that's available to us all, some great plants that can be grown in your yard and used, and some great ways to look at things through your chakras and, um, you know, how you're interacting with the world. All simple, basic ways for us to get through this challenging time. Yes, and she's been on Gaia TV. Like I said, she's written books. She knows so much wisdom. She kept telling us to eat the rainbow multiple times in this episode. So I'm so excited for all you listeners to meet Brigitte Mars and to hear her magic because she seriously is a wisdom keeper. So grab your earbuds, a pen and pencil, maybe some rainbow food and take a listen. Today we welcome Brigitte. Now I just said it wrong. No, yeah. Is that right, Brigitte? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Today we welcome Brigitte Mars, an author, herbalist, and university professor. Um, she's local to our area and we were lucky enough to have an enjoyable tour with her to learn about the herbs. And we're going to just let her take it away and say, what is your magical art? Thank you so much. So, as I'm a medical herbalist and so my prayer every day is to be of service and to help reconnect people with the plants because uh, people have really been treating plants that are very valuable like dandelion and chickweed and violet and mava like they're weeds spraying pesticides on our lawns this is really a travesty and you know it's really time to wake up this has gone on long enough we know that Rachel Carlson wrote her book, Silent Spring, I, b I believe in the 1970s and talked about, you know, if we create all these pesticides, it's gonna kill the insects, which is gonna kill the birds. And then the birds are gonna eat the poisonous insects. And then there, there'll be more insects because they adapt and shape shift to everything, but it's really gonna be a mess. And so here we are, uh, 2021 and the things that have been uh, a, really a cry for waking up for, you know, decades. I know it's been my path for, since I was a little girl, mm -hmm. uh, of what we're doing to this earth. Um, so it's like showtime right now. This has gone on long enough. And here we are in Boulder County, where we have, you know, amazing, well-educated people. And some of them are still spraying pesticides on their lawns. If that wasn't crazy enough, we're using a third of our nation's water to water grass. Hmm. And we know that there's drought and water shortages all around the planet, not just in the United States. But you know what else? 
If that weren't crazy enough to water all the grass, then we use gasoline to mow it down. Okay, uh, and then we bag it up, often in plastic bags, not me, hopefully not any of our listeners. Yeah, yeah and then we create all this garbage of plastic bags full of stuff that could be given back to the earth as far as compost or even just to help uh, nourish the soil. So, uh, you know, it's a little crazy because if you watch an hour of TV, it's almost like they want people to be sick. You know, eat this bad food, take these drugs. Uh, you can get your vaccines at Target. You can buy Roundup. 5G towers are good for you. If you like hot showers, you like 5G. So we're really being programmed sort of a weird way. So I have long been part of uh, a movement. I think you might call it the hippie movement, but, <laughs> but in some respects, you know, that, that whole um, hippie movement really was a lot about getting back to the land, respecting the earth, helping one another. So there were a lot of good values. And I, I know that, you know, I'm certainly dating myself, but I don't care, I'm 68. Uh, you know, so 1968 was a very good year. I get to live the 60s all over again. But, you know, a lot of those hippie values are really coming out to have been very profound and very true. So I just want to say that in the 60s, the hippies were buying land, growing organic food, uh, learning about natural childbirth, recycling, creating alternative energy systems. We knew that there was medical benefit of cannabis even then. So we were willing to risk uh, our freedom to grow a plant, which I think is one of the most useful plants on the face of the earth. And, you know, the idea that, you know, war is not the answer. So, you know, a lot of those things are um, really being looked at today. I know we're in a big mess in Afghanistan. Boy, Afghanistan um, that's an amazing country. My heart goes out to the people of Afghanistan because I think there's some of the finest craftspeople on the planet and the, the plight of the women there, um, it, you know, hopefully it's going to cause women of the world to unite and, um, and be equal partners to earn a living and protect our children and have the health care that we deserve. So, hey, there's a lot going on on planet Earth. And this is really an opportunity, and I thank you for this opportunity to share, because every day I wake up and my prayer is, you know, dear God, let me uh, be of service, let me help people. And so my magical power, which is really comes from way beyond, um, is really just acknowledging and having studied the plants for, uh, I guess it's been over six decades now, because my French-Canadian grandmother turn me on to the wisdom and wonder of that like you can heal a lot of stuff with garlic and calendula and plantain and onions and apple cider vinegar and honey so i'd say it's a reconnection and i feel that by um you know offering this it's going to help people to have better health it's going to help the planet the plants the bees and all of that great stuff so, uh, but it is a little frustrating how slow progress is because, I mean, how can people not know that pesticides and spraying your lawn and knowing that if it's going to kill fleas or, or 
mosquitoes is going to kill the bees too. And don't we know that the bees pollinate um, three out of every four bites of food that we eat? And have we not heard that the bees are dying at an alarming rate? So I can get frustrated, but I also can say I am here to be part of the solution. And even though it's crazy, there's something we can each do. Everybody can do something. So, you know, a couple things that I really try to encourage people to do is to start growing edible lawns. Um, I have a article online. It was published in Huffington Post, but you can get all this information and share it with your family, friends, homeowners association, wake up. It's called Get Off Your Grass and create an edible lawn, okay? It's still there online. Get off your grass and create an edible lawn, all right? So it's time. It was time 50 years ago, but it's even more time now. And, you know, the whole idea of the American lawn was started by the British aristocracy in the late 1800s, and it was really a way of showing off your affluence, you know? So if you had a lawn that was suitable for nothing more than badminton and croquet then people would drive by in their carriages and say oh they must be so rich Ooh. you know because they don't have salad in their yard their servants go to the marketplace or the green grocer dude comes in his wagon and brings you you know produce and uh you have the doctor bring you new and modern drugs rather than growing calendula or plantain in your yard so um the the shift it's long overdue but we're still saying the same thing. And, you know, Zoom and the internet are giving us an opportunity. So there's really no excuse. There's really no excuse for not knowing this and not taking action. And I realize that a lot of people feel, but I live in a homeowners association. You know what? I do too. I live right downtown Boulder and I still have two compost bins going. And, um, you know, I'm growing stuff on the sidewalk. I go out early in the morning and I plant fruit trees, even not on my little patch of downtown area. I kind of like go stick trees like in the parks or um, in a median. I'm always very mindful about, you know, is it going to get big or block vision for traffic? We don't want to do that. Is it going to get tangled up in power lines? But, you know, alleys. So I was really impressed that, uh, the last time I was in Germany, uh, like on one block, there'd be like a plum tree, an apple tree, a an apricot tree, a pear tree. Wouldn't it just be wonderful if we planted things that could feed the people? Because, uh, you know, another thing that's in the media is that food prices are going up. Hungry times are coming. They've been here before. Better get used to it. Um, we're seeing a lot of products that maybe you were used to finding on the shelf that you're not finding anymore. Um, and this is due to many reasons, inflation, companies going under, fires, climate change. There's so many reasons. So you better start thinking about what you're going to eat and maybe having some food because who knows, are we going to be locked down again, again and again? I don't know. Are our freedoms coming back? I don't know. Um, but I know today I'm going to go work at a pharmacy fearlessly and help people with their health issues. And I believe that, um, you know, using our voice for the highest good is really another magical superpower. So don't be silent, speak out. <laughs> Seriously. Well, my mom has been organic and 
she was an organic flower farmer in the 90s and I'm an organic baby at 29. So we know exactly how you feel about preaching this for so long and trying to wake people up to something that's more holistic and more about the macro and the micro of ourselves and the planet. I mean, it's, it is crazy that we're in 2021 and people are still missing it. <laughs> yeah. For being awake and raising your lovely daughter, you're both very lovely. So, um, you know, another, I mean, I could go on and on, but like the dandelions are one of the most useful plants on the face of the earth. So, and that's a plant that almost everybody recognizes. So not only should we allow the dandelions to grow, but you should be planting them. My goodness, they aerate the soil, the leaves are edible, the flowers are edible. Uh, you can dig up the root and cook it as a vegetable. Um, they provide pollination for a wide range of insects and ma and um, they provide food for many, many different mammals as well. But dandelions are one of the first foods for the bees in the springtime. Yeah, so, you know, that's a really easy thing. And so again, you know, the homeowners association thing, maybe we need to start going to the meetings and maybe we need to go meet our neighbors and ask them to sign a petition. Like, would you rather have a community garden or would you rather have pesticides sprayed so it makes it unsafe for your little doggy and your little toddlers to like, you know, play around in and then you get to track pesticides into your house. Hopefully you take your shoes off when you get to your house, but, but still, you know, I can smell it in the air. And, you know, I, right now I have some, uh, Japanese beetles on my roses and uh, you know, I don't really like Japanese beetles. And I simply just took some Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap, a product I love. And I um, put it in a spray bottle and filled the bottle with water and just sprayed it on. And you know what? The, the bugs are gone today. You can also make natural pesticides with garlic, onions, cayenne, um, you know, make a strong tea of it and then spray it. So there are things we can use. I, I don't like insects, you know, so much. Maybe I like bees. I'm selective. I guess I'm an insect. I don't know. And <laughs> what do you want? Insect lives matter. Absolutely. They provide a really important service on the planet, but there are natural ways that we can deter them. And, um, Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap, yeah. uh, you know, a spray, there are things we can do. And then I also think that we can, here's another Jedi mind trick, communicate with the bugs and say, I'm going to plant, you know, an extra row. And as long as you're just eating this one, you can have it. But um, I really don't want you to move over. And if you do, I'm going to take action um, because they're very psychic. I know you've probably seen this. You try to swat a fly or, you know, I lived in Miami where they had cockroaches. So like they're, they're psychic. They know your intentions. So uh, I really do think you can do the Jedi mind melt and remind them of uh, what your what your boundaries are. You got to have boundaries with insects as well as with people. <laughs> Now, I used to do that with the deer um, at my farm and just be like, all right, these areas are off. And it was amazing because we had a pack so large and they did listen, you know, they listened. <laughs> I didn't, people be like, oh, after three years, the deer, they did yeah. not mess with where I asked them not to, you know, but you know, it's also a sharing, like people act like ownership 
is something they have and really this earth is a big sharing pool we're one field we're one land mm. and when you start to go okay let's work like people and get along whether it's the insects or the animals or whatever like everything wants to work together um when the intentions put out there and the honor of like hey i want this you want that like let's make a deal and you have to be willing yeah i love that you should that you said that because I think, you know, rabbits need to eat too, and they're not doing it to hurt you. So you grow a little bit more, you grow enough to share and give away. And, uh, and then I also think this is an important time to think about, uh, preserving food, you know, like I love a food dehydrator. I lived, as you know, I lived in a teepee for two and a half years and we didn't have electricity. So we dehydrated food by using a big black trampoline which was being black, it uh, helped to work as a solar collector. And then we covered it with lace to keep the bugs off of it. And then at night when it got dewy, we would bring it inside because this was in the Ozarks and definitely a lot more dew than here in Colorado. Um, but, you know, dehydrating is a, a really ancient way that does not compromise the nutritional value of your food. I also um, really think that an important food to learn about, if you don't already know about it, is chia seeds because chia seeds don't need to be cooked. They really do need to be soaked. You don't want to just eat them raw because they soak up water so they could constipate you if you ate them raw. But if you soak them overnight um, and then in the morning you add things like apples and cinnamon and berries and maple syrup or whatever, um, they're, they're a really nourishing food. You can make them savory or sweet. And uh, the idea that, you know, it's good to know what to do if you didn't have electricity or you couldn't cook for a while. So, you know, be prepared for anything. I mean, that was the Girl Scout mo motto, right? You know, be prepared. Um, probably maybe Boy Scouts too. I don't know. I only, I raised two daughters, Sunflower and Rainbow. <laughs> True to my hippie nature, na nature names. Sometimes think it's a little crazy when I see people waiting in line with their masks on to buy uh, burgers and fries and ice cream. I mean, it, we know that there's stuff going on on the planet that anyone could, you know, catch some kind of dangerous thing. We won't say anything dangerous on the YouTube or the Zoom call. But um, so what can we do to be building our health all the time? rather than this one thing because the thing is not the only thing i mean there's still cancer and heart disease and depression and arthritis and a zillion things that we need to honor our body temple about so you know things i like to say is eat all the colors of the rainbow because mm -hmm. and i of course i mean you know from the produce section not from the candy aisle or something yeah. <laughs> uh, you never see a kid having a tantrum in the produce aisle Right. I don't know. Right. It's, it doesn't happen there. I want that cereal. Um, so eat all the colors of the rainbow because every one of those different colors that occurs naturally in our food is, represents a different phytonutrient like beta carotene in winter squash or um, anthocyanins in blue indigo and purple foods or chlorophyll in green foods or minerals in black foods or um, things like allicin and white foods, like in garlic and onions. So eat all the colors of the rainbow and also uh, diversify your diet so it's not all sweet and salty. The American diets become focused on two main flavors and unfortunately both sugar and salt 
have been turned into a drug because we remove the minerals and then sell this white crystalline powder. So, you know, switch to maybe Himalayan or Celtic salt. Um, look for more natural sweeteners, whether it be uh, dark maple syrup or local uh, raw honey or um, uh, coconut palm sugar or, um, or figs or dates or just eating less sweet. You know, we, we're so hung up on sweet, but the sour flavor helps to activate the liver. And, you know, drinking lemon and water is something I learned from my grandmother. I should probably do it every day, but I do manage to do it, uh, you know, a few times a week. Um, the bitter flavor usually means some sort of alkaloid present. So a lot of our very strong antimicrobial herbs that help fight infection, like echinacea, golden seal, andrographis, isatis, even, you know, uh, bone set they're all very bitter okay mm -hmm. and then um, the pungent flavor which usually means the presence of essential oils is going to be things that dilate our bronchioles so if you're concerned about immunity and we all should be making friends with things like garlic onions ginger cayenne and using them lavishly in the culinary arts is a great thing to do because um, here we have an opportunity to consume something that can help our bodies um, dilate the bronchial so we can breathe better. And, you know, I just want to say that one of my favorite things, if you think you're getting sick, is bake a sweet potato. You can put, you know, olive oil or butter or coconut oil or whatever it is you like on there and then crush up maybe four or five cloves of raw garlic. Okay, don't underestimate the power of garlic because it really is a great way to fight infection and it keeps away vampires and mosquitoes and ticks and fleas, right? So, so many good reasons, but, um, you know, garlic is super powerful and my grandmother, my grandmère, uh, she had 11 children and they all had whooping cough at one time. And whooping cough can be a really scary illness, especially with little children, because if they can't breathe, they can die. And what she did was she put olive oil on the soles of their feet and then put chopped garlic on their feet and then pulled a pair of socks on. And within five minutes, the kids all had garlic breath and they could breathe. Wow, what a novel idea. Why aren't we researching that? Oh, there's no money to be made on that. Oh my goodness, you can't. Have you ever seen an ad for garlic on the television? Probably not. Oh, but we need them. <laughs> and then, um, you know, another, <coughs> excuse me, I coughed. Oh. Um, <laughs> so another thing we might look at is essential oils can be another part of uh, helping our immune systems. So in this time when people are so concerned about pathogens floating in the air, we could be uh, diffusing essential oil of eucalyptus or pine or fir or lavender. And that way, even though there's always gonna be pathogens, we're also breathing in something that's very antimicrobial. Mm -hmm. And that could also be an ally. So, um, you know, why are we not doing this in the hospitals or in the sick room? But, you know, certainly in the hospital, you don't have a lot of choice, but in your own sick room, you're sick, uh, you could be diffusing essential oil, so you're getting a treatment all night long. It's not just smell some oil out of a bottle. You want to do it while you're uh, asleep and just breathing that in. Um, another thing that is really powerful is sunlight. 
wow, well, they haven't figured out how to sell that yet. So I actually think that getting sunlight in your throat and in your mouth is a really good thing to do. I'm not saying, you know, get sunburned or anything, but just, you know, when I'm outside on my way to work, I um, will open my mouth and get sunlight in my throat as a way of, you know, killing off pathogens. A lot of women know that if you have a bad yeast infection, if you can find a place to be, you know, private and open your private parts to the sunlight, that clears up yeast really quick. And actually, so does a, a garlic suppository. So again, free stuff like garlic and sunlight and air. And I, I have to wear a mask at work, you know, um, I, because I work in a pharmacy. So I really just want to say a couple things that make sense about masks is if you're not washing it every day, you're carrying around a germ bag. All right. That's probably worse than not even wearing one. Ah. Okay. And then if it's made out of a synthetic material like polyester, well, that's not even breathable. So, you know, go for natural fibers like cotton or silk or hemp. And then um, another thing you can do to make it a little more tolerable is put a few drops of essential oil like eucalyptus or fur or lavender on your mask. So you're also breathing in something antimicrobial. But, you know, this, this really old story, you know, really makes me remember how this game is very, very old because um, between the 1400s and the 1700s, uh, especially women, herbalists, midwives, gays, blacks, Jews, gypsies, were persecuted for practicing witchcraft. And this was the medical establishment seeing um, that this knowledge of healing plants, knowledge about contraception, about love potions, which maybe now we might call aphrodisiacs, um, and the same herbs, they just changed the name, that um, you know, this knowledge was seen as very contrary to um, the, the mindset at the time. And everyone was looking to like, who can we blame? Who can be the scapegoat? You see this really old story. So let's just kill all the herbalists and the midwives. Um, or you know, maybe if you have a cat, that could get you in trouble or some subversive books. So the, this idea of censoring um, the voice of freedom and respect for the planet goes way, way back. So uh, I'm glad I didn't live back then, or if I did, or maybe some of my ancestors did, but you know, I always thought like, boy, I'm so glad my grandmother's still alive because she was reading tea leaves and palms. And you know, even though she was very Catholic, she also embraced this sort of wise woman tradition of you know, collecting the rainwater and um, tuning into her psychic abilities. I love everything you're saying, and I think it's very important to point out the mask thing as well and to remind people that, yes, wash your mask because you are doing probably more harm than not wearing one. And I have to wear one at work too, and I was having like a little fit the other day, but it's just like we have to transcend it and be above it and see that there's to be the change in the world, like you said, and have a different perspective and I think it's so important to see how simple it is to take so care simple, of ourselves yeah. <laughs> and that food really is medicine and plants are really part of our healing process and that we don't have to get in such a panic we just need to get to a good grocery store or a good yard yeah and we can institute these things that 
don't cost much of anything and we're doing it in all levels and there is an honoring of the the kingdoms because we're made out of them mm. we are a mineral plant an animal kingdom i think sometimes people forget because we have a consciousness that we're of the earth and we are made of those things so using those things your wisdom has been so simple yeah and yet so powerful um, and I'm grateful that we can offer this to our listeners at this time. Thank you. And then, you know, this is also a time like stop doing the things that undermine your health. Because, mm. you know, if you're still overdoing coffee, sugar, fried foods, chips, eating the things that you're allergic to, indulging in ad addictions that undermine your health, like how smart is that? But I also just want to say that we also need to realize that we're all going to die and be more prepared for that. I'm an end of life doula, which is one of the many things that I do. But I, I do feel that we just want to deny, deny, deny that death is going to happen and people will spend a fortune for, you know, increasing their life for like two months, which is, you know, on feeding tubes in a hospital. And um, so I've been, I, I'm teaching a class at the end of September called dying with more grace and ease. And mm -hmm. rather than being so fearful, just like, you know, being born, hey, that's gotta be scary. But how can we, you know, surrender into that moment and what can we do to be spiritually ready and also have our material realms, you know, secure. I, I actually was cleaning a cupboard the other day and I put on the bottom of like a little dollar sign, like expensive. This, this side, like, don't just take this to yard sale. This was like, you know, real crystal that my mom bought in Europe or something like that. So, you know, what can you do to make it easier for those that end up having to take care of you? Because we never know how long we're going to live. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us know some of the people that were um, killed this summer in the shooting um, at King Supers. I mean, you know, th these are young, many of them were like young people. And so you don't have to have a health issue to know that, um, you know, death is inevitable and to be prepared. And just like, you know, women will get prepared if they want to have a natural childbirth by, you know, doing prenatal yoga or drinking raspberry leaf tea. I think that it, it really should be a continuation for all of life to realize how can I be best prepared for the next stage? Because sometimes it doesn't happen when you're, uh, you know, 80. It might happen when you're, you know, we are our contract isn't always to be here to die of old age so yeah i think that's a great point to make because i think that's where the fear string is being pulled a lot right now in our society and if everyone just took that moment to just be still with the thought and to have a yeah perspective and experience then they probably wouldn't be as scared of a virus or things that are around them in their environment or whatever's happening in their life because they are already thinking about it and being prepared and just thinking about it yeah <laughs> to like you know what it, do you have a spiritual path if you don't maybe you want to like check it out and see what you believe or maybe you're surrendering into the great unknown but the idea that you're going to be able to surrender and not face death with so much fear so uh definitely lots to think about here and you know, I, I also, you know, think of like, what can we get from this time of the 
what do we ever want to call it the plandemonium or something that because it is sort of pandemonium like you know and i always love to think about the chakras you know so like red is a lot of us are finding out that we can do a lot on the internet i mean i'm really grateful for the technology that um, I don't have to always get to a meeting or go on the bus or because I don't know how to drive. So I'm, I use the bus. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, red is about how can we move our bodies around with less gas and fuel waste. And also, what are we doing to improve the soil? So maybe it's composting. OK, we all need to be doing that to be giving back to the earth. And then orange is about water. So a proverb that I like to say often is if you have water to throw away, throw it on a plant. But, you know, thinking about being less wasteful with water, maybe rather than watering grass, you're going to water vegetables or water edible weeds, or maybe you're going to collect water from your sink and give it back to the earth. But orange is also about community. So um, do you know your neighbors? Can you look out for each other? How can you sweeten your relationships with those that you are around? You know, does it mean that you uh, do therapy, do counseling, uh, praise one another, find ways to just sweeten what's going on? And then yellow is about what are you choosing to put in your body? Okay, because there's stuff going on out there. And if you want to be responsible, you're going to eat all the colors of the rainbow and you're going to eat um, whole food and you're going to not do things that undermine your health. And it's also about creating home and hearth, you know, cleaning your stuff and getting rid of the clutter and make someone's day by, you know, giving it to a thrift store or having a yard sale. And then green is about how can we live more green? How can we, we know there's a huge problem on this planet. So uh, be aware that you can clean almost everything in your house with baking soda and white wine vinegar or white vinegar. Um, you know, we do not, we should not be supporting those companies that do not care about the environment, all those horrible things. So, you know, buy your cleaning products or learn to make them is really really important and stop giving money to the evil empire um, that's so important and then think about growing food or learning about your wild edibles and then blue is about uh, speaking more affirmatively maybe using less profanity i know there's sometimes a need for a little profanity here and there but how can we use our voice to speak for truth beauty and goodness and then uh, indigo is about uh, where do we put our consciousness? What are we choosing to read, watch? What kind of music are we listening to? Are we just filling our heads with more mind pollution? Because it's not just junk food. It's junk media and junk TV. It's things that cause pollution and chaos and more fear. And then this is get in touch with your spiritual path, whatever it is. You know, maybe you, it could be something else, or maybe it's a, a, a do your own thing and a conglomeration of what your parents believed and what you learned in college or whatever, but there's your little stuff. So, um, you know, so uh, activate all your chakras because if one's out of balance, so are the rest. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. You yeah. know, your whole presentation, you've really hit so many of the basic key things that can support us you know, to be participating really in the community and in the world in a really lovely way that supports this transition into something other than where we're at and uh, in a positive 
action way mm-hmm. and not fear and not panic and it's not hard you know I mean I think that's one of the principles people like it has to be hard in their head yeah. and it really doesn't it has to be fun it has to be playful it has to be engaging and it has to be honoring and they're all really good things thank you mm-hmm. yes well we are at the top of the episode uh brigitte mars and i just want to ask are there any last nuggets you want to leave with our listeners even though you've given us so much knowledge today thank you so much for this opportunity and uh, you know brigittemars.com i have classes i teach a 10-week herb class i have a phone app called iplant with brigitte mars um i am going to do my best while i'm here to be a voice for the, the creator and all the beauty that's been created and uh, I just wish you all and your listeners many, many blessings. Aww, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the episode isn't quite over yet, listeners. Or YouTubers. If you haven't given us a like, subscribed, left us a review, or commented on any platform, we would really appreciate you showing us some love here at the Magical Holistic Healing Arts. And remember, Kangen Water and our grab bag for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening and stay vibrant out there.